welcome to the MBS show, episode number seven. Lucky number seven. Yes, I'm your host Norman Sanzo, and joining me today is Emilio Daniels. Emilio, you there? Emilio. Um, okay. Emilio's not here. Um, and joining me today is Joey Chua. Joey, you there? Oh, looks like I'm handling the show by myself today. Um, okay. Um. I think I have a guest. Yes, I have a guest. This show is not completely wasted. Okay, my guest is Daniel J. Christie Jude Valentine Anthony, or better known as Daniel. Hi. Ah, there you are. I'm not alone. All right. So how was your day, Daniel? Oh, my day was pretty good. Weather was pretty up and down, you know, rain all of a sudden in the evening. I was drying out my clothes outside my house, suddenly boom. So it was not a good day for you then? Oh, it's okay. I don't usually grade my days based on the weather because, you know, that's not the right way to do it. Every time I tell my friends to, you know, stay inside on the weather, doesn't mean, you know, you sit inside all day and sleep, do something important, do something productive, like go on night gag, you know. That's productive? <laughs> Laughter's the best medicine, so yeah, indirectly, it's productive. So, before we start the show, I got four important questions for you. Question number one is, who's your favourite pony? Okay, I believe you asked me this before, you know, sometime outside, so... I like to break it, as I said, into three parts because, come on, I can't have a favourite pony. There's so many of them. They're all lovable. That's the reason why I watch MLB. Otherwise, I'll only watch episodes with my favourite pony in it. True, true. And then it'll be called My Little Pinky, you know. <laughs> matter. Your favourite pony Pinky? If you count only the main six because if you go non-main six, I like Cheerily. Lee. Oh, okay. You know the teacher pony, yeah. Yeah, she's like, popular. For some reason, yeah. She's got a great smile. If it's just within the main six, I would say it's got to be Pinky because... I'm like Pinky in so many ways. And uh, if you don't know, I'm a balloon decorator on the side. I came to work for Sugar Cube Corner. Oh, cool. So do you have a party cannon? Oh, yes. I have two, in fact. That's how you do it? Yep. So you said and you have three. So Pinkie Pie, Shirley, and... The last one is when people ask me which is my favourite fold. My, or my, yeah, favourite fold, favourite Philly. And a lot of people think I would choose one from the CMC because the CMC is so popular. But no, I'm very, very hipster. I choose Twist. <laughs> okay, oh, that's a... That's... She's a real hipster. You know the glasses that look, that's really, really hipster. Well, um, they came out of that field. Well, it's Pinkie Pie, Charlie, and Twist. I was not expecting Twist. <laughs> okay, a lot of people don't expect it. Some people hate me for it. I don't hate you. Uh, never mind, haters gonna hate me. What's your favourite episode? Yeah, this I also like to divide into three parts. Mm, uh, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, well, it's been changing recently a lot, and... My latest favourite, I have to say, is got to be A Friend Indeed. A Friend Indeed. The Pinky episode with Cranky Doodle. Ah, okay, cool. Before that, it happened to me that all the episodes that I like featured the ponies that I disliked the most. Like, last time I didn't really like Rarity. And Twilight Sparkle, I didn't really like two of them. But my favourite episode was Lesson Zero. That one was a great episode. That was a really good episode. That used to be my favourite. Then, uh, of course, after that, when Pinky won my heart again. I couldn't say no. How do you become a fan of the show? Uh, it's a long story, actually, because... A lot of people ask me, especially after I become a brony, and bronies ask me, oh, did you go through the common four steps? Or did I spend my time on 4chan or something? It's actually none of the above. I used to be a very big fan of, I, I don't know if you know about the Care Bear series. Um, I have heard of them. They are almost like the ponies, but not that great. Yeah, true. They're very similar because what happened is, in 2011, last year, my choir and I, I think in a choir, we went to Vietnam for an international competition where we competed against other choirs around the world. And we were actually one of the very perky fellas in the bank. We couldn't shut up. We were always making noise, always smiling. And, you know, when they always tell us, guys, 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 
know, we all were talking backstage and they really like you all. And suddenly from the backstage, you hear, hear the whole choir going, oh, that's when, you know, we got the nickname, the Care Bear Choir. That's when I came back and I was like, he calls the Care Bear Choir. I haven't watched Care Bears in years. So I decided to turn it on. And that's when I actually got interested in Care Bears. I started watching it. And bear in mind, this was in 2011, already after MLP was launched. But I had no idea about MLP because at that time, the thing stuck in my head was still G3.5. I'm like, crap, I'm not going to watch that. So I was stuck with the Care Bears. And unfortunately, the Care Bears series ended in the early 2010. It ended. There was no more episodes. And I finished watching it. After that, I continued re-watching the episodes from season 1 and season 2 of Care Bears over and over again. And of course, eventually I got bored. And that's when suddenly I started switching over to YouTube Poop, if you heard of that stuff. Yes, uh, I heard on your last episode of your podcast, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, YouTube Poop is the, it's all those funny videos on YouTube people make. It's not vandalism, it's in a way making things more entertaining by taking things out of context. And I looked around for Care Bears Poop, but Care Bears also has the generation gap thingy. When you watch Care Bears Night back in the 1980s, they were very fluffy, they were very, um, those kind, they were that kind of cuddly, very, look like teddy bears kind of thing. And then the reboot that I used to watch, they were very smooth, looking very CGI. They even had CGI episodes in complete 3D computer graphics. It kind of killed the show, it kind of killed the feel, but the character was still there. And what happened is, I watched YouTube Poop for a Care Bear episode and they you, they reused a bit of a Care Bear meme which happened and I was suddenly seeing ponies on the screen arguing. It was actually Rainbow Dash and Fluttershy in the first scene of Sonic Rain Poop, the scene that is most abused in YouTube <laughs> yeah. Poop episodes. Oh, okay. Abuse like crazy, you know, when Fluttershy says, yay, they put either, you know, I'm a foreign Malaysia. <laughs> okay. That's when... Like, what show is this? I need to see this. It's cute. It looks interesting. I really, really need to see this. So, of course, I start scrolling down and YouTube comments, YouTube comments review so many things. And that's when I saw My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I'm like, no, no, no. Can't be that. It looks too anime. Because of the eyes, you know? You know the eyes, the pony's eyes, they're very... Very, very big. Very big and very distinct. So I was like, okay, I'll give this show a try. And that's when I watched my first episode, which was... Call of the Cutie, the Apple Bloom episode. It was the first episode I ever watched. And I looked, it was so similar. Ponies had cutie marks, Care Bears had belly badges. What was on their belly that represented what they stand for. They get it from birth while ponies get it at puberty, you say. Okay. Or when they discover their secret talent. So that's how it all started. I started watching and it wasn't like, as I said, going through the five stages. As soon as I watched it, because of how similar it was to Care Bears, bang, I was already, I was a brony from, from the first episode I ever watched. That was a long story, but an interesting story. Yeah, it, that's why I'm, I'm hipster like that. <laughs> what do you, your families and friends think about your love for the show? Where do you want me to start? Family or friends? Pick your poison. Doesn't really matter. My parents think I'm mad. <laughs> okay. Because, I, I mean, they know about me watching Care Bears and then watching cartoons and suddenly I'm back on, and I borrow my mom's iPad and I start watching My Little Pony and parents are like, what the hell's wrong with you, man? You're 20 years old! I'm saying that there's nothing wrong with this. is a good show. My parents aren't probably very versed in the cartoon industry because they think I'm childish for watching Simpsons as well. And I said, oh, you haven't seen Simpsons. Simpsons is not child-friendly. You no, know, Simpsons, Futurama and all those shows. Oh, no. <laughs> they have that old-school perception where cartoons are for kids or just kids alone. Your friends? Well, it depends how many of them welcome you. A lot of them think I'm gay, you know, the usual. Yay! Damn, Daniel's gay. I've come across as a very feminine person since I was 15, and my favorite color has been pink for years. Even before I knew about My Little Pony, my Twitter nickname has always been Saint Pinky. 
P-I-N-K-I-E, not P-I-N-K-Y or anything like that. I've always felt it like that, even before I was a brony, even before G3 came out. As you know, with many brony stories, bronification stories, as soon as you just give them a little bit of a taste, people have actually watched episodes when I asked them to, and some of them have honestly told me they don't like it. But the ones that like it, they're stuck. I bronified a girl in, I bronified one of my pen pals in Portugal over MSN, I asked her to watch. And of late, I bronified a Filipino girl over Twitter, because she was asking, what is this with, you know, guys liking My Little Pony? And I sent her a link. Watch see for yourself. She owes it to me for her brony life now. Friend reaction is a mixed bag then. Very, very mixed. In today's news topic, update on Lauren Faust's auction. Links in the show notes. It's been a week since we reported on Lauren Faust's pony concept art auction, and here are the results. G1 Pegasus Firefly got $1,366. Celestia Post Guide got $18,000. Dollars. 1800 for 1800 Oh yeah, sorry. 18, Dude, 18000 I can buy a car. I'm not used to the American saying. I'm trying to cater to our American audience. Oh, okay. okay. So it's what, 1800 right? 1800 yeah. Okay, $1,800. And G1 Pegasus Medley. Medley, right? Medley. Medley, okay. Medley is at $2,675. Picking Pie Post Guide is at 3100 <laughs> Yep, you got it right. Okay, $3,100. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. You won't believe this price. Twilight Sparkle Post Guide. The final price is $9,100. My God, the price. Well, it is for a good cause. Yeah, it's, it's a great... It's something that we look on to because when I first saw these auctions, I'm like, what? Are these people mad? Are they paying so much for a drawing? And that's before it hit me that they were originals from Lauren Frost's collection. I thought they were like Photostat or Deviant Art projects. No, no, no. These are originals. And, well, some of... Well, here's the thing. I thought that maybe Firefly would get a much higher response because, like, she is the predecessor to Rainbow Dash. Yeah, but, you know, okay, she's G, the G1 is the, the predecessor, but we all know and we all sadly cannot doubt that her reputation was tarnished by G3. Most people, you ask them, well, where did the concept of Rainbow Dash come from? If bronies don't do their research or do their homework, they're most likely going to still think it's the G3 Rainbow Dash. Have you read the fanfic, The Third Generation? Uh, no, I heard of it, but I haven't read it. It's a really good fic. What it does is, they import G3 ponies, Rainbow Dash and Pinkie Pie, to G4 world. Ah, I see. And the thing is, they don't only import the names, they import the ponies and change them into G4 style. Ah, uh, I've seen some of the drawings of that. So you'll have G4 Earth Pony Rainbow Dash, but with uh, nicer May, nicer everything, but no wings. She, the G3 Rainbow Dash actually involved into what's Rarity right now. Yes. Because in G3, one episode was mentioned, Princess Rarity. And yeah. and people, When people saw that, they almost puked because it was like, what the hell? But Princess Rarity in the fanfic is a feely and, well, it's just an import. Of, Rarity was very young, yeah. because they retained the word princess as the daughter of the queen. Like yeah. the same way that Lauren Foss intended Celestia, that's why it just says Celestia Post Guide, because Lauren Foss intended Celestia to be Queen Celestia, but what happened in the studio is that they told her queen tends to be associated with evil. Think Snow White, the evil queen. That's why they decided to go with princess. Princess appeals more to girls, little girls, and it also it's, it's cuter and it's much more, you know, it sounds much nicer. Personally, I would like her to be queen because it's a step up, but princess, you can do a lot. And we have a lot of princess celestias. 
Yep. So anyway, um, the fanfic was pretty good. You should take a read. It's um, it's an interesting read. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll take a read on that. Thanks for that. And G1 Pegasus Medley. Medley, right? Medley. Yeah. Okay. I've heard of. I've, I've heard of her, but not much actually. I don't really know about her. Here's the thing about ponies that I like. They have this back history of characters they can recycle. Yeah. And they can just bring in new ones every time they like. If a creative person, like, say, I want to use this pony named Kimono. Uh And then, like, oh, yeah, we can do that. She's an earth pony or something like that. Like, wow. A similar thing happened. I mean, coming back to the Care Bears fandom, some very similar things happened. Because when Care Bears came, a lot of OCs came out and... Actually, if you look at the list, every Care Bear has been documented. There's no such thing as a background Care Bear. Hmm, really? No. In the whole series, every single Care Bear, there's always, I mean, there's been three cases, only three, of three unidentified Care Bears. There's only ever been three. There's no such thing as a background Care Bear. Every Care Bear has a belly badge. Every Care Bear can be identified from it. And, of course, the fandom has gone on their own and made their own OCs. Back in the 1980s, when they still had a place called the Forest of Feelings, that's when they had other animals like Monkeys, lions, elephants, and dogs. I don't know. I love Braveheart. Oh, yes, Braveheart rocks. That guy, that guy, that guy gangsta. Uh, never mind, let's move on. Yep. Um, Pinkie Pie post guide. Well, actually, it's just Pinkie Pie sprinkling sprinkles on her cupcakes. I'd pay for that, but not, not, not 3100, no. And the most expensive of all is Twilight. I would actually expect that Celestia's want to go higher. I know! Yeah, because, you know, of course, uh, everybody loves Twilight. Okay, the thing is, with Twilight, she's just sitting down reading a book. But with Celestia's pose, you got her standing, triumphant. But think about this, everybody loves Twilight. <sighs> if, any, if, anyone, if anyone goes through the list of ponies that they like, Twilight is definitely there. Even if she's at the bottom of it, she's always there. My main six love guide has her in the top three. Mine's at the bottom. <laughs> I don't like her OCD, but that's just me. Why? Well, I like that. I mean, like, it gives her a flaw so that she's normal. Yeah, it's true. And talking about Twilight, hashtag Twilight Leash a shirt on eBay. Nice segue. Well, it's not a real segue if I say that. Anyway, um, <laughs> our Twittering pony, Tara Strong, has placed an exclusive pony t-shirt for us to bid on eBay. All of the sale will be given to the Children's Hospital and Research Center Foundation. As of this recording, the price of the shirt is at $810. And it's not going any lower. $810 for a shirt, I mean, yeah. If you would like to place a bid for the shirt yourself, you can go to the link in the show notes. But if you would like to donate to the Children's Hospital and Research Center Foundation, you can go to www.chofoundation.org. Do something just like, you know, Humble Brony Bundle and all those projects raised so much money. That charity album, Smile, I don't know how much it raised, but it's quite a lot, quite a good amount. Bronies, have, bronies if they're loaded, I tell you, you, get, you can get a lot out of them, but don't exploit it lah. The only thing is, bronies are really caring people. True. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah true. We're a really cool bunch of people. Yep. It's for charity. Come on, just five dollars. wouldn't hurt much. Yeah. Okay, on to the next topic. The Royal Wedding Invitation. Um, Daniel, give me a second. Um, someone's at the door. Yeah, take your time. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. Guess what I have? What's that? The royal wedding invitation in my hands. Royal wedding? Who's royal wedding? Well, um, let me open and see. You are cordially invited to the royal wedding of Princess 
Cadence and Shining Armor on Saturday the 21st of April 2012 at 1pm Eastern, 10pm Pacific. Oh my god, I got an invitation! That's cool! Are you serious? You're going to miss ponies to go for a wedding? I mean, it's Princess Cadence and Shining Armor. I mean, yeah. But there's an episode at that time. Are you going to miss the episode for it? Maybe. Oh, wait, there's something more. Um, the invitation includes an uh, invitation letter, of course, a DVD of the of both parts of the season finale. Uh, like, you got the DVD before me! Yeah, I know! I will miss the episode and I can go to a wedding! Cool! I hate you. I mean, I have to thank that great Pegasus pony with blonde hair. Well, um, next time we give her a muffin then. Hasbro's been really hyping this up. Yep, we can tell. I mean, even Paris Hilton covered it. I never expected to see the day that he would cover MLP on his blog. I think he cares about a lot of these kind of things. He may be, he may be very crude and the way he does his blogging is very up, uptight and all that, but he's a great guy. I, I respect him. The cool thing is, they really hyped up the season finale for this. Yeah, have you seen the billboard for it? Yeah, it's on my last episode, episode 6. We talk about restaurants on that episode. Oh. Valhalla. They say that Thor serves us food there. I'm not sure, but I would like to go there one day. Yeah, count me in. Okay, anyway, so um, Hasbro's really hyping this up. They've been sending invitations, DVDs. This How is... come I don't get one? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Great Pegasus sent it to the wrong place. I don't know. I'm not going to complain. Fine, I understand. My place is pretty hard to find. <laughs> so anyway, um, Hasbro, they're really hyping this up. Of course they are. I mean, it's a royal wedding. Who doesn't want to go for a royal wedding? I mean, I, I don't, I'm not interested in a royal wedding, but there are ponies involved. I'm in. I will go to this royal wedding. I will wear my best suit and all. Let's get into guest time. Today's guest is Daniel J. Christie, Jude Valentine, Anthony, or Daniel for short. You got it right. Ah, uh, that's a mouthful. He's the host for Lines, the unofficial Taylor's University podcast, and he's also the admin for Cantalot Campus, Taylor's University MLP Facebook group. Listen to him talk about his experience in podcasting and his life as a brony in university. So, Daniel, you're the host for Lines, the unofficial Taylor's University podcast. What inspired you to start Lines, the unofficial Taylor's University podcast? That's a very interesting question. You know, this is just the perfect show to talk about it. I actually was studying, broad- I'm actually studying broadcasting in Taylor's. And at the time last year, about September, when I became a brony, I started exploring all the features and I said, bronies have really taken over the internet. Everything has been ponified. There's a brony email service, there's a brony news service, Equestria Daily and stuff. And then I noticed there are pod- there's probably a podcast. And I looked, there were about 10 of them. You know, there's Electric Brony, there's Everfree Radio. And then I stumbled upon Bronyville. Yes. Bronyville, Brony Show, being one of the podcasts that I first listened to. It's one of the first podcasts I ever subscribed to and... I was very inspired by the way they work because I look at it, it's 40 minutes and I had this audio kind of TLDR going on in my head. I said, 40 minutes? I'm not going to listen to this. And on days when I drive to university and there's a traffic jam, I plug, I, if I borrow my mom's iPad because my phone can't subscribe to podcasts because it's not very good, I would plug it in and I would play the podcast and listen to it or plug in my laptop sometimes and listen to it on the car radio. And I realized, this is one of the only shows in the world where I can sit down for 40 continuous minutes and listen to a, to a bunch of people talking. Have you ever tried this on our local TV or our local radio also? They play music, you know, that's the only way they can sustain people. They don't even play songs on Bronyville except for their intro and outro and sometimes in the middle. 
No, they don't do much in the middle actually. No. They, they, they've only done it once or twice. Really? For which episode? Because I listen to them. The special, one of the special episodes they put in an, an RGB remix or something like that oh. as an intermission song where they did a live show once. Oh, oh, that live show. Did yeah, you know? Did you know how the existence of Magnet Pony came about? Who? Magnet Pony. It's a no. shirt. Okay. Um. Basically, it's a Magneto Pony. It all came from that show, actually, the Bronyville show. They did the live show, and it was at the final episode, at the gala. Oh, I see. The best day ever. Yeah, sorry, the best day ever. AC, or Apple Cider, wanted to sing the song. The thing is, Magneto always pops up. Magneto from X-Men First Class. Yeah. He always pops up. So, when they wanted to sing, like, at the gala, something like that, and then, like, Magneto always pops up. (laughs) So, and then, like, AC modified the thing, like, at the gala with Magneto, <laughs> something like that. It first started with who? Spider Man. No, but Spider Man never had his own shirt. MLP in general it started with Spider Man starting coming in and doing all sorts of things, and then Deadpool started getting involved, and now Magneto. Yeah, and Magneto has a pony shirt. I'm not kidding you. What? Really? Um, let me try and see if I can get it on because it's on Wheel of Fine. I wish they would sponsor us. But actually, continuing my story about the podcast, how it started, I I would teach our lecturer. I asked my lecturer, you know, is is there any way that we can practice our skills in broadcasting and writing broadcast medium scripts and all that? And I and he said, there's currently nothing that Dallas doesn't have a broadcast avenue. We don't even have a complete newsroom yet. And I asked him, can we start one? You know, and he said, if you can prove to us that you can do something keep it sustained then we look into it so I started lines as a result of that I took on the I took on the responsibility to take tailors to the internet so basically I thought okay I'm just gonna go in through all the news portals that tailors has every single one of them the student portal the Facebook portal the Twitter page and, and every way that a tailor can receive their news and pull them all into one place and record it every weekend to give tailors students their news in a way that they don't need to have to go all the way to a website. Instead, they just plug in their headphones into a computer or an iPod and they just listen to it. You know, instead of having it being, instead of you reading it, have it read to you. It's something that saves time so that when you're eating lunch, you can listen to it. You don't need to be in front of the computer. True, I understand. And that's how this show came about with that same concept of TLDR in mind. Yep. I mean, Taylor's doesn't have much TLDR news. It's just that it's quite cluttered, actually, to be honest. And we all don't have a very habitual way of checking up on a student portal because we're all very Facebook people. Because of that, you know, we, we don't check any other site but Facebook, Twitter, and nowadays 9gag. And for Bronies, Equestria Daily, we don't usually even go beyond that because we find it extremely tedious as students as well. The simple task of even logging in, typing your ID and password into that page, even that students find it tedious because Facebook remembers you. So and I wanted to make something that's already so simple, but the tediousness of having to jump from one place to another because the news is a bit separated, that is what actually gets that. From what I listened from your show, it was kind of interesting. Like, at the front where you said that, okay, we have this here um, from this company doing this, and they're like, oh, we got also here and here and here. Like, I wish my college did that before. It was so cool. I mean, this project, I mean, to make things clear, is currently not endorsed by Taylor's because it's still running unofficial. I have yet to receive endorsement from my lecturers. It's, it's, it's an unofficial project. It's a project that I run based on my time and it's my hobby. If, if it could be official, I would love it to be, here's the thing. Uh, currently, I'm in, in the midst of upgrading my servers, so I'm bringing a whole new experience and I'm going to be presenting it to my lecturers again. I've presented a couple of times, they still haven't been very happy with the results. In it. 
not really that. They don't have time to look at it and stuff like that. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. Okay, oh, uh, look at the link I send you. It's the Magneto shirt. Ah, okay. Wow. Yep. You know, because we love fine, really. It's the only, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's the shirt shop that has the monopoly on MLP merchandise licensing for bronies. Not really that. All their MLP uh, shirts are official Hasbro license. Yeah, that's why. They are licensed. The reason is, we love fine has almost a monopoly on that. Mm. Not really. Yeah. Some other sites have sell some pony shirts, but it's the close, thing is... It's close enough, yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, but the thing is, some other sites, they only sell like one or two. Wheel of Fun is the ultimate repository, it's all there. They've been featured on EQD, they've been featured on Bronyville, they've been featured on Derby Hoof News, like... It, it's, how, it's how they get there because of their good <laughs> PR, because when you care about your customers, there are some places that don't care about customers. There are a lot of cartoon shows, especially in the G3 season when... Of course, Hasbro admitted, you know, that you know sometimes they, they were sick of having a show that was exclusively for kids. Was described as by people as extremely outrageously girly. So you know, when you start to care about the people who watch your show, that's when everything turns around. People, and not even a show. Think about it in the, the wider business perspective. If you care about your customers, everything changes. I totally agree. On to the next question. What made you create Cantaloupe Campus? Okay, Cantaloupe Campus, it, it wasn't a very serious project to begin with because I thought of, I was the usual kind of brony in Malaysia and I thought, am I the only one in this? Am I the only one? That's the first thing I thought because I didn't go through the five stages of bronyism. Neither was someone trying to convert me. So I went through the phase which, am I the only brony in the world? And then when I started, when I found Cantaloupe Forums, then I thought, am I the only brony in Malaysia? And then I uncovered the Bronies of Malaysia Facebook page and I thought, that's it? And that's when I found MBS and that's when that's when I found, oh, there are actually Bronies in Malaysia. They're actually active Bronies in Malaysia. That's when I met Imran, Imran Teo, who was co-hosting me on the episode of Lines that featured Bronyism. He actually found me because I was like, he actually asked me, so, hey, you're from Taylor's, uh? yeah, I'm from Taylor's. You don't know me, man. Yeah, you hear my voice every day outside the student center. I'm talking nonsense outside there. I said, oh, that's you. And then how friendship was discovered. <laughs> yeah, that's how friendship was discovered. And actually, before that already, I established Cantalot Campus because I thought there could be potential, maybe in Taylor's or Bronies. I don't know. I w- it, was just a, it was just like a punch in the air. And there were only like two or three of us in it to start. And then I started trying to get my classmates to watch. They watch, but they're not active Bronies. They're not committed to the fandom, but they watch. Some of them watch religiously, like, every Saturday night episode comes out, Sunday morning they already watched it. But they still aren't bronies, as they're not committed to the fandom. They won't do anything more than just watch. So, what was the reaction of the other students when you made Cantalot Campus? It depends, because some students, uh, they tell us, I've been trying to start societies for a while, trying to get students together on common interests. I used to be a member of the Society of Communication, but that club hasn't been performing very well of late because most of the members have graduated. We're still on our we're still trying to get up on our feet. What happened is that there was there's definitely a place in Taylor's for Bronies because if you look at other universities across the world, schools, university high schools, colleges, even primary schools, there are people who have gotten together their own brony society within university and in uni- in USA, if I'm not mistaken, it's Stony Brook University. They have a po- they have a brony society called Pony Brook University. And on the weekend they're a liberal arts college. Now, liberal arts colleges, they like to let students go all out in any way possible to explore their inner creative self. That's when they turn their whole campus into a canvas where you can take chalk, as long as it's chalk, draw anywhere you want. 
draw on the ground, on the pavement, on the brick wall, you can make it to the ceiling, go up. Of course, Bronis, who are skilled in art, they took advantage of this. And, you know, you, you, you walk by, suddenly there's this, um, probably the library block on the corner, and there's Pinky walking with you like that. They re- they make they make really, really great wall street art. I mean, the next day is just washed down, you know, to... to easy to wash off so you can start doing it again the next weekend and I thought okay maybe we won't go that far here but there's potential students plus bronyism naturally me as a brony I want to give back to the community for what bronyism has taught me in the first place and that's friendship and magic that's why the tagline for Cantalot Campus is love friendship and magic is Cantalot Campus well received? Not really. It's still it's it's still very let's we can call it almost like a beta testing stage. It's still out there testing the water, trying to get attention. And if you're listening to this and you're at Taylor's University, you can come and join us. You know the URL to join the group in the show notes. You can head on in and join the group. We'll approve you no problem. Just have to request because we don't want too many non Taylorians inside. And it non Taylorians doesn't mean that you know graduates can't enter. We accept there are graduates in the group, there are ex-Taylorians, they're Taylor's alumni. If you're from Taylor's College, Taylor's Subang, Taylor's Hatamas, Taylor's Lakeside, we don't care. As long as you're Taylorian, you're well more than welcome to join us. We had screenings last year in the V restaurant. The V restaurant is only vegetarian restaurant in Taylor's University, situation underneath the Starbucks coffee. It's a brownly friendly cafe because last year, the boss actually approached me when I booked the place for a screening because I wanted to use the projector and he asked us, what's the show? And I said, oh, it's My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And he asked me why we're watching it here. And I said, it's not available on Astro and we want, we want to share this with others. So we all come here and watch it together. He actually was very open to it. He liked the idea. I mean, unfortunately, now they changed management, but Aww. the new management is also liking it as well. Did he sit down and watch it too? Uh, no, he was pretty busy. But we got some attention, good and bad. People have asked to turn it off. People have asked us to turn down the volume, even though it's so soft, we can't even hear it ourselves. <laughs> you know, we're looking there and trying to read Rainbow Dash's lips. I don't think cartoon works that way. It doesn't, very, it doesn't work very well, you know. And, and then you start having fun by trying to give them dialogue. <laughs> That's always fun. So, um, yeah. what kind of activities do you usually do? Aside from screening, well, we don't usually do many activities because we're still very small, very young. But in store for in store for this club, we have a lot of things underway. Like, um, to start, we're going to definitely have screenings. We're going to go up to forums because deep within MLP episodes we can decode and dig deeper and find... Not, that's not just a friendship lesson in every episode. Surely, okay, there's a letter to Celestia and that's it, the end. If you dig deeper, like especially one of the latest episodes, Ponyville Confidential, you know that episode, right? Yep. I, as a communication student, it outlined my entire semester two media writing course in one episode. If you watch the episode, you will see the lesson come to life in front of your eyes. And that's a communication student's perspective. Everything from using pen names, deadline, how you are faced with the dilemma when you are asked to challenge your editor for ethical use of your work. Everything is there. It's just presented to you in ponies. It's easy to understand. And it's, it's great. That's the thing. And what happened is that it would be great if we could get people to dig in and talk about this. So... We're hoping to maybe have a Brony Forum sometime, a discussion on episodes, air an episode, get even lecturers to talk about it. Our ultimate goal, our ultimate aim is uh, to give back to the community in so many in, in ways that are like many things. We've considered things like blood donation drives and charity events. Of course, none of these are actually on the, on the agenda yet because we're still young. But this is, of course, our dream to go and give back to the community the same way that the show has impacted our lives. If you remember on MBS a few weeks, a few months ago, actually, I made a promise, and this promise still stands. If I can find 30 committed, loving, and very, very friendly, not to say friendly, I would say 
okay, committed to the show, 3030 in Taylor's University. Give me your names, give me your numbers. You can just join the group, hit me up, Facebook message me and tell me that you're committed about this. All I need is 30 and the promise still stands. I will see that BronyCon Malaysia happens. Listen to that, folks. Um, if you're tailors and you want to see BronyCon happen, join Cantaloupe Campus. Every year, there are events. The Anime Society has their Asaban Festival. The engineering students have the engineering fair. And I thought, if we have a club, we need to have something every year as well. Something that we can be looked upon. Because I believe that there are many, many closet bronies in Malaysia who still haven't come out yet. Come on, Singapore has 400 of them and we have 200. I don't I don't believe that. You know, there's many, many more who, are, who still haven't come out of their shell. But the yeah. challenge here right now is, uh, Daniel, you're challenging people from tailors. So that's going to be a hard challenge. Yeah, but- Taking it from that perspective, Taylor's has an enrollment of about, if I'm not mistaken, 7,000 students at the time being. And we only have, what, 13 members in Cantalot Campus? No, wait, the current number is about 21. We, but at one stage, we only had 13 and we thought, if Singapore is so small, the population is probably, what, 5 million and they have 400, there's definitely more in Taylor's who just have not come out yet. Or they're just people in Taylor's with so much potential to be bronies and, not, and they're not there yet. You know, people who are waiting to discover. And we want to be the people who bring these people to the light of bronies. No, we're not, we, don't, we don't mean it like some religious conversion manner or anything. Bronies are things worth sharing. The Cantalot Campus is open to staff lectures and all that. You know, we don't limit it to students because most clubs, you know, they think, ah, yeah, student only, yeah, student only, yeah, student only. Yeah. No, we are open. You want to be, st- your genital also, you can join us. Don't worry, no problem. Okay, um, that's going to be an interesting, well... Interesting brownie there. Yep. Now on to the MBS member question. And, well, <laughs> uh, I think this guy is appropriate for he is not here now. Um, Emilio Daniel asks, why is your name so long? Huh, okay, fine. A lot of people like to ask me this question. And I usually like to give the answer because ponies, but that's totally irrelevant. So, <laughs> actually, my, my full name is Daniel J. Christy Anthony. That's my IC name. Uh, I'm Catholic, and at the age of 17, I got I received the sacrament of confirmation in my church. And at 17 or 18 or 16 in some denominations, Catholics, you know, you're supposed to choose a new name because you're taking on a new life. In a, uh, you, you you graduated from Catechism Sunday School. You're supposed to take on a new name. So I chose Jude Valentine, combining the virtues of St. Jude and St. Valentine. So yeah, I just slotted that into my name like all of us did in the whole class. And surprisingly, I don't have the longest name in my class. Oh, really? No? Yeah, you know, there's one there's one girl who has a longer name than me. Okay. Well, so um, your name is not long then. <laughs> oh, it's long. I, I, but I have friends with longer names. So, Stephanie Tan asks, is Emilio your long-lost twin brother? You know, Stephanie, when I first saw his picture, I thought the same thing. That's why I uploaded that picture about that Jeanette advertisement. <laughs> I'm serious. I looked at him and I'm like, where did this guy get my picture from? And I've never worn a suit in my life. I mean, the last time I wore a suit, it was for... I have to wash the place morning after. That was the first and last time I ever wore a suit in my life. I don't even have a suit in my house that fits me at the moment. So I'm like, okay, this dude is obsessed with suits. He's giving me a bad name. What's this guy's name? And I realized, oh, it's Daniel as well? Okay, fine. I didn't. I didn't know that. Okay, he's a musician. I my mind exploded. I wish our co-host here would be here to explain himself, but yeah, I would love to actually talk to him about that. Oh, well, maybe next time. Emilio is not your twin brother, then. Nope. Darn it. Well, we we have totally different blood. You know, I'm Chinese Indian, and he's I don't know Malay Portuguese or something. He said. Yeah, I don't know. He never told me anything about that. So, any more questions for me about my name, about who I am, or anything like that? Well, don't think so. Um, we can move on to the next topic. And this week, we have an email. 
I wish my podcast had emails. Nobody emails me. Half the time, my phone rings because, you know, I wire the podcast, my podcast email, which is live to drivepresentation.com to my phone. And every time I ring, I'm so excited, I pick it up, and then suddenly there'll be like Daniel Andrew, which is one of your tweets. Oh, never mind. You'll get some email on your show one day. Soon, soon. Daniel, you want to read this or should I? Hmm, okay, I think I'll read it. Looks pretty interesting. Oh, this one's from Muffy Dirt. Oh, it's a couple of times he's emailed us already. Hey. Okay. Let's see. Dear MBS show people, I like the news you review. Yay! I can hardly make out what Emilio is saying. Ooh, come on, Emilio really needs to buy a new mic. Jimmy is an awesome brony to have as a guest. How about directly linking the videos you talk about with him? The ones you said inspire his work? Oh, Jimmy has inspiration. Oh, that guy works on pure brain, what do you call it? Brain fuel. Think tank. Yeah, brain fuel is total think tank. He's amazing, you know, I really love Jimmy. I totally agree with Jimmy Lee on his opinion of the brony community. Well said, mature comments, and so the claps well deserve. Friendship is magic. Hey, thank you. Jimmy thinks the show has some serious points. I agree. But in that rarity and spike scene, I think emotional was a better word to describe it. To be honest, I didn't like that episode, but yeah. You you didn't like the episode? No, for some reason, I don't like spike episodes. If you're a... Rarity slash Spike fan, big person. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah it, it meant something. La. I mean, even Dragon Quest, I didn't really like it that much. But actually, and, there, and there's... It's uh, the bottom three of my main six, yeah. There's a, a fanfic I really like. Um, It's it's called um, Wear Pony. Ah, okay. Synopsis is um, Spike turns into a pony and Rarity is in love with uh, Pony Spike. Wow. Right, now, now I understand where all the fan out of Spike as a phone came out suddenly. It's just suddenly in the plots of that. Could be, I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't need to apologize for the late videos. He doesn't own us as viewers or anything. His video will be done when it's done. Yeah, Jimmy, don't rush. You know, we, we, we can wait. I'm excited for that Final Fantasy VII scene he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, of course, we would love to see it, Master, but no, don't rush it. You know, it's a work of art and you're doing a great job. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. Okay, and hope to see episode 7 soon. Muffins and Cupcakes, Muffy Derp. Uh, thanks a lot, Muffy. You like the news review? Thank you. We try to do our best. And yeah, you're doing a great job, I must say. Cause, you know, I, I, it's a similar concept to how Lions runs because news and all is something that is hard to find, especially in the Brony community. You need news from like, Equestria Daily tries their best to aggregate all of it in one place. And because we, have, we can pull news from all other places, especially regional news around this area, because I can't remember who's that clown at BronyCon who said that, no, we don't see Asian bronies being hacked. Oh, the professor something, I don't remember his name. Yeah, that guy, you know, said we don't see Asian bronies being active. And I tell you, people like us are very, very angry. To defend him, the reason why he didn't see us active, because, well, we're not active. Well, that does depend. Think about projects like Ponyhost. Actually, that came out after. Uh, yeah, it came out way after, but... Things like this have been under development and uh, people have been contributing. They have, SBS has done some stuff. The Philippine Brony Convention that's coming up, that was a project that was way underway before even BronyCon. To his defense, playing devil's advocate here. Um, okay, when he did his analysis, mm-hmm. it was before all this happened. So when he said Asian Bronies are not active, what does he mean by that? Yeah, good question. Let's just say SBS, the Singapore Brony Society, did something, did an event, and it's considered to be a hit for Singaporeans. And the Malaysian Brony Society did something, like um, the Comic Fiesta thing. But did it punch any holes to count itself as Asia? The question is that, you know, I mean, okay, we probably 
are that active, but I don't think the word inactive is really the appropriate term because we have been featured on EQD up to the stage. I mean, draw friend, of course, we have great, great people like Sonder and Vincent, and if I'm missing anyone, I'm really, really sorry, who contribute so much to that. And we have been in on the nightly roundups really a lot of times already. And even Statisto said, these guys are crazy. We had three meetups in one month. Yeah, but that thing, is it before or after his analysis of BronyCon? See, that's the throughout, whole thing. It was throughout. We have been on, we have been on nightly roundups for a long time and we owe it, we owe a lot of it to one of our members who writes all our write-ups for us. And it's been like that because we, we write up, we send it to EQD and I've known, I've known bronies from other countries who don't write up about their meetups, you know. Mm, true. So that's we're, the... we're one of the only countries who actually do it. Yeah, so that's the question then. Does he count it active as in a certain percent or as the Asia in general? So that's the whole it, thing. The words he used, if I'm not mistaken, was I have not seen. I mean, honestly, to be, to be frank, have, has he really done his research on it? Because maybe, okay, if you're some, if you're, if you're an average Joe, you know, it just comes out, okay, I haven't seen any of this. Maybe you're not really doing, you don't have much access maybe to EQD or something like that. But if you're a professor who really does in-depth analysis on this and you actually go into how the demographic of these shows hit this part of the world, you would know that we are actually a little active. You know, you should do your work. You should do your homework on it. True, true. No defending him there. I mean, you, I mean, you, have, you, have, you, you have a point about us not being that active and that's very true. It's his definition of active. Like, I can say that I don't like vegetables, but you see me eating vegetables. So, like, what are you doing? I thought you don't like vegetables. And then, like, oh, I do, but it's certain vegetables. Uh, yeah, general, general. generalization thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like me, of course, people like me, I, I tend, I'm a bit, like, hyper, like, picky. I jump to conclusions. So, uh, you know, when you said that, I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, are uh, you kidding me? I don't know, but it's his word against ours, so whatever then. So anyway, I'm on to Emilio. I can't hardly make out what Emilio is saying. Um, Well, he's not here to defend himself, so I will not say anything on his behalf. So anyway, um, about uh, linking Derek's uh, inspirational works, well, I'll try if I can remember what he said. And, well, I think that's about it. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at thembsshow at gmail.com. Daniel, thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much for having me over. And guys, remember, if you're from Taylor's University or or if you know anyone in Taylor's University who is a brony, tell them about Cantalot Campus. We need members because we are going to turn Taylor's University upside down. I've been Norman Sanzo. And I'm Daniel Anthony. We'll see you next week. When I trot on by, I smile like Pinky as a filly say hi. Listen to Pony Beats, checking out the fan out on EQD, yeah. This is how we roll, love and celebrated out of control. Bro hoof dusty with his big ass mo and Alex S rocking out the club, yow. Girl, do you watch Pony? Girl, do you watch Pony? Girl, do you watch Pony? I do now. A girl, do you watch Pony? A girl, do you watch Pony? A girl, do you watch Pony? I, I, I do now when I trot to the gala. This is what I see. A whole herd of ponies that wanna party with me. I got nothing on my flank, but I ain't afraid to show it, show it, show it, show it. 
I'm Brony and I know it. I'm Brony and I know it. Robo say what? When I'm at the mall, scalp line packs gotta buy them all. And when I'm in the gym, I'm copping flat cause I watch Fem, what? But that's how I roll, come on bronies, ignore the trolls. Switching on the hub, make six adored, no toes, no thumbs, and they still beat Discord, what? Go check out my ponies. Go check out my ponies. Go check out my ponies. Uh, 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 she's like, wow. Go check out my ponies. Go check out my ponies. Girl, check out my ponies. Uh, 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 she's like, wow, when I canter to the meter, this is what I see, a massive group of bronies, they're ready to party. I got dashy on my belt, and I'm not afraid to show it, show it, show it, show it. I'm brony and I know it. I'm brony and I know it. Giggle, 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 let the ghosty, yeah. Giggle, 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 let the ghosty, yeah. Giggle, 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 let the ghosty, yeah. Giggle, let the ghosty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just giggle, man. Come on, giggle, man. Yeah. I'm from Indiana, no way. Who doesn't watch Pony? Who doesn't watch Pony? Who doesn't watch Pony? You do now! Who doesn't watch Pony? Who doesn't watch Pony? Who doesn't watch Pony? You do now! I'm brony and I know it.